Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 121 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the cutie patootie Dylan from the Sober Gay podcast. On this episode, Dylan walks us through his recovery journey and how he got sober during a pandemic. This is such a fun episode and Dylan is such a little sweetheart. So let's get into it. Oh, Dylan, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am fantastic and I can't wait to talk to you. Um, You are (laughs) super sweet and you have a really cute gay, uh, the Sober Gay podcast, which obviously I want to get into. Yes. Uh, But first I want to, I want to talk about you and I want to talk about your sobriety and recovery journey and what that looks like. So, yeah. So a December 15th was the day it all changed for me. It was 2019. Um, I was just, uh, so I'm like a year and a couple months in, um, it was just one of the, it was another normal day. I was leaving work. My kind of, um, routine was always leave work, stop at the, the same liquor store every single day and get my bottle of wine, get a couple shooters and go home. Mm-hmm. And at that time I had started, I guess my sober, sober curious journey. And I had started listening to a couple different, um, books and things. And I was just getting curious about it. Um, the day before that, so December 14th was a really rough day because it was a day where I was going home and I was like, okay, tonight I'm not going to stop at the liquor store. I'm just going to go home. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. It was like, there was like a force that came over my body, took over the steering wheel, turned me into the liquor store. It was insane. I can't even, I can't even put myself back in that mindset because I was literally crying 
and screaming out loud, stop Dylan. Why are you pulling into this parking lot? Stop. Like it was so dramatic at the time, but it it was so bizarre because I just kept going. It was like I was forced and I walked into the liquor store. I gave the guy a smile. I paid for my wine and shots and I left, went home and it was probably the worst drinking experience I had because I didn't enjoy it. I, I forced myself to sit there, not turn on any music, not like enjoy it and just feel the drunk. And it was just mm-hmm. so nasty. It was, it was so sad. Like I had all these things start coming up, you know, like in that night and it was just horrible. It was just bad last night of drinking. And the next day I woke up and I was like, okay, we're going to try this again tonight after work. Mm-hmm. And I left work and I went straight home and I had that empowering moment that we get in the beginning of sobriety when we start saying no, you know, and it feels really good. And I drove, I drove right past that liquor store. I drove home. I walked inside my house and I got right into the bathtub Uh, and I just, (laughs) you know, that's where it started. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, sobriety begins. And it's been amazing since honestly. (laughs) Wow. How, what, what do you think happened? Like what was different that night as opposed to any other night? I don't know. And I, you know, I don't know. It was cathartic. It was something, mm-hmm. it was like an outer body experience. Like, mm-hmm. cause I would told you about the, the night before it was just like, I was so set on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm not stopping at the liquor store. I'm just going to go straight home. And yeah. it was, I was completely defeated. I was like screaming at myself, driving, pulling into the place. Like, why are you like this? Why are you doing this? Like, what is yeah. forcing you? And the, all the while, you know, able to walk in with a straight face and just be like, Hey, you know, my usual bottle of wine and my shooter and then go home yeah. and just be so depressed about it. It was just, it was definitely, yeah, like I said, cathartic because the next day it was like, like I had to do that to like be able to, you know, free myself the day after, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So how did you maintain, like you're over a year now, how did you maintain that? Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, I had the pink cloud and yeah. the pink cloud was lovely until I would say about like end of summer okay. because also Wait, for anyone I mean, who doesn't know, can you explain what a pink cloud is? Oh yeah. I just jumped right in. Yeah. The pink, <laughs> cloud, pink cloud is like that. Like, Oh, how do you describe it? It's like you're on cloud nine. You're doing the best in sobriety. You're like, my life is different. Everything's great. Um, I have yet to, you know, be bombarded with all the trauma that's gonna slap me in the face (laughs) you're so like you're so just like happy and just glad to be out of it and new like rose-colored glasses like oh yes but then um you know the reason we stopped drinking kind of starts to come into the picture and right we you know all those things that we drank for starts to come up you know I was a drinker I drank every single night I never gave myself a break. Even when I had, you know, strep throat, horrible, you know, very sick, I would still choke down my glasses of wine, you know, and figure it out. So I never gave myself a break for like over 10 years. And when I finally got out of it, you know, there was so much stuff that I had been repressing for so long and feelings that I had never allowed myself to feel even just small things. It's not even just, it's not always so dramatic and big. It was little things that I couldn't, you know, do or deal with anymore, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I um, get it. I like stuff. I mean, emotions that you can't even like fathom and they don't necessarily have to be huge, like catastrophic events. Um, 
I think that's why, you know, like that keyword trauma is, is so different for everyone because we all have a different like view and perspective of what is traumatizing to us. Yeah, exactly. I always thought like traumatizing. Yeah. I always thought traumatized, like being in trauma was like, I don't know, like going to war or something like something. Right. No. Yeah. You think it has to be so horrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, once that pink cloud, you know, disappeared around end of summer, I would say, and I, Myself, I will say the pink cloud term was kind of new for me, too, because I didn't know that I was coming out of the pink cloud. You don't know these things until afterward when you can step back and look at it objectively and say, oh, that's what happened to me. (laughs) But um, yeah, towards the end of summer, I started um, getting really bad panic attacks. And Mm. and it it wasn't in the way of like where I said, you know, I want to drink. I want to drink. It wasn't like that. And everyone kept thinking that they kept thinking like. Uh, you know, Dylan, he's, uh, he's going to relapse or like something's going to happen. You know, here it comes. I, I just know that was the vibe, but it wasn't that it was more like I was, I really just wanted to figure out why I was so sad for no reason for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just came down to a lot of, you know, I'm in therapy. I love mm-hmm. therapy. I love figuring out how to deal with my emotions, but my main issue with myself was, I never knew how to forgive myself. I always was a people pleaser um, and just stuff like that. I carried on for years and it just formed into drinking habits. The drinking habit, you know, came from not wanting to let people down, want to be happy, life of the party, you know, always Mm -hmm. on, never off. And I really had to pay the price for that whenever I, you know, the pink cloud disappeared and I realized all that shit that I had been piling away in my my brain's closet mm-hmm. it was ready to explode you know and it's been a lot of therapy recently lately and mm-hmm. a lot of breakthroughs <laughs> and I feel like every other week now I'm saying like oh I had another breakthrough had an epiphany you know blah 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 <laughs> oh my god I love that it's a it's a journey for sure people like I, when I say my sober journey I literally mean this has been a crazy journey <laughs> yeah oh yeah I mean just <laughs> feelings in general are like mind-blowing hello right you know how it is you just hit four years um yes (laughs) crazy right for you oh it's it's so crazy I never thought in a million years I would I mean I know that's so cliche to say but like no I get it you're still like discovering like I am just this is a still tip of the iceberg shit right like I'm still like figuring out like patterns and habits and like why do I do this? Why do I self-sabotage? You know, like, why right. do I react to certain things the way that I do? Yeah, that's it's, the, the hardest part is our learning our reactions. And that's been one of the biggest things for me that I've learned um, recently with my therapy and stuff is just how, you know, we think that we're so set in our ways and but we can change our reactions and how we think about things. Um, mm-hmm. I've had problems with, you know, depression and anger and things like that because I just didn't know how to appropriately express my emotion. I was never taught how to appropriately express my emotions. And it's something as little as now I'm learning if I can just tell someone like, Hey, I'm stressed out right now. Like it will, it lifts so much off my shoulders. Whereas before I'm fine. I'm fine telling everyone, you know, I'm good. Leave me alone. I'm good. Stay out of my way. If now I can just tell someone, you know, now I could just be like, Hey, I'm having an issue. I'm having a problem. I need a little help. 
And it was really hard in the beginning for me to ask for help um, when I was coming out of that pink cloud. It's hard for us to ask for help. Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like, I think it's because we already know that we're the odd one out because we're the sober one in the the friend group now. So Mm. we don't want to put any more pressure on anyone else to know that we're special. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I think that was also like, like, I was always like the gay different one too. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. Like our whole life. Different. Our whole life, we have to be the different ones. Exactly. Right. You're so right. It's like, yeah, like I'm supposed to have it figured one. out. <laughs> exactly. Now we can, now that no one can talk about drinks around us or anything because now they're afraid they're going to offend us in that way. And that's the yeah. other thing I always tell people I'm like, I'm not offended by your lifestyle. That's your lifestyle. And like, I yeah. appreciate people trying to be like sensitive. But I will say sometimes it does get a little like annoying when everyone's like constantly making exceptions around me. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that. I mean, I, I love and I'm grateful for, like you just said, exactly sensitivity. Um, but I'm also not like, I don't need to be coddled. Yes. I can't stand the coddling. It's like, I can speak up for myself. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or you can just leave. Yes. Yes. Amazing. You're not held here against your will. <laughs> Go yeah, figure. I dealt with, I dealt with that on my, I had my birthday um, last weekend and oh. we had, um, I know my 30th. Happy birthday. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the waiter brought us, uh, brought me a bottle of champagne for free. And um, I, you know, oh. I thought it was just the sweetest gesture. I was like, that is so nice. I mean, yeah. obviously I gave it away, but I looked at my friends and I was like, if any of you embarrass me and tell this man my life journey and my sober story right now, like I will like die. (laughs) Cause I was just like, you know, in those moments, it's okay to just be like, thank you. I understand you have no idea what I'm going through. And instead of, instead of taking this random time to tell you about my sober journey, I'm just going to say thank you and pass this along. Exactly. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, rightfully sobriety is everyone's own journey. I, I totally understand that, but yeah. we have to understand that as sober people, this is not the norm. And, you know, it is normal, sadly, that drinking is normal. You know what I mean? For sure. And so I just have to like be patient. I tell people like, I understand I'm sober. I'm the different one. Right. And, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how cool is that though? Like to be like, mm, no, thank you. And be able to pass that along and gift it to someone else. It makes me feel badass. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, in the beginning of sobriety, that would have been hard for me. But now I'm like, oh, yeah. no. Thank especially you, free, but no thank especially you. Especially free booze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would have given me free booze back in the day, I would have cried out of happiness. Now yeah. it's like, <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, I have a question for you. Why, sure. do you think, why do you think you drank in the first place? Um, that's, like, have you got down to that route? Like, like yeah. Um, I'm super easy through that because it's hard to, it's, no, it's hard to pinpoint like where it all, you know, where it all went wrong, you yeah. know, but <laughs> I will say, oddly enough to this day, and I think I've talked about it on our show before. Mm-hmm. I still remember like the first time it changed. Um, I remember my very first apartment, I was living in New Jersey and um, it was the last night of my apartment. And I was supposed to have a couple friends over to have like a little, like, you know, a little going away bash Yeah, and no one showed up. 
And I had like oh. three bottles of wine or whatever bought. And so I decided to drink by myself. And I remember that was the very first time I'd ever drank by myself. And I remember what a fun time I had, like dancing around the house and how dangerously fun yeah. it was. Do you know what I mean? Because oh yeah, I'll say I probably never topped that night. And ne- I thought that was probably the most fun I'd ever had by myself. And I spent, you know, years trying to top that one night by myself. Mm. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that um, I remember it was a Pinot, Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc. It was a white wine. And I remember mm-hmm. just drinking the whole bottle by myself and just dancing around in an empty apartment and thinking it was like the most fun I'd ever had in my life. And mm-hmm. this new sense of like freedom. And it, it was all about freedom. I had a lot of control issues growing up. Um, Ooh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, you you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, so now like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the drinking, you know, and it, you know, it was my first apartment. I was, you know, leaving it, my first apartment. It, it was just all a control thing, and I was, you know, I could get wasted. I could take a cab to New York City and drink all I wanted, and I was invisible. I was twenty. 21 years old with a fake ID, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I could do whatever I wanted. And it was, yeah, you just made me realize a lot about the control issue of what it came down to. Cause I, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up, my parents were pretty strict, uh, very strict. And I think that created a complex that I could not wait to be a grown up and whatever being a grown up meant whether it be, you know, I started smoking cigarettes when I was 14 years old, I started smoking cigarettes. Like, daily i'd sneak away to go smoke cigarettes and i smoked cigarettes up until you know 28 29 28 29 years old you know last year so damn just these horrible things that i did to myself that i thought was edgy and cool and set me apart but it really did nothing but you know elevate the anxiety i thought i was relieving at the time right but it's also like that control like you have control you can Yeah, I was in control of, and it's so funny because I was in control of getting blacked out was that my Mm. form of control, my form of control was being in control of how out of control I could get. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm. These gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Whoa. If that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> like wow, I just 100 percent I was in control of how out of control I could be. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And yeah, because we Damn. I mean growing up, even to go even further on with that, like I was raised like I was raised in the beginning very, you know very religious and to a fault where it was just almost like a very, very too much. I don't want to go too much into that because, you know, I'm I'm sensitive of other people's and I, you know, but anyway, it kind of, I wanted to rebel against that a lot growing up too. So it it was, once I turned 18, it was like, it was a bomb exploded and I just went crazy. I, you know, fake IDs, drugs, you know, drinking, whatever I could do. I had my own apartment. I got out as soon as I could when I was younger. So it was just, 
yeah, I, you know, did the party, party boy thing. <laughs> Whoa. That's yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I totally get what you're saying. It's damn it. The control that's addicting. Yeah. I think a lot of people go through that when they're like teenagers and they, you know, you start to come into your own. And once you get to, you know, your, your little taste of freedom, especially after, you know, sheltered childhood and being, you know, overprotected for so long, I wanted to be as reckless as I could. And I thought it was fun. Like I thought it was like, sexy to be reckless and to be you know for sure yeah blacked out and I thought I was the bad boy I was like oh yeah all these guys are gonna want me because I'm the bad boy and like <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? <laughs> like oh yeah I slept in a freaking subway last night <laughs> aren't I cool like <laughs> I peed on myself in the subway <laughs> How was your weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I think it's really fun. I, it's, it's funny, but it's also like really sad because I definitely relate to you, you know, the story of you drinking your first time drinking alone because no one showed up to like your going away party. I can only imagine like what emotions you were feeling. Like, yeah. It was probably a lot of like, and I'm, yeah, it was probably a little sa- sadness, anger, happiness, like all mixed together. And that's yeah. my perfect emotional cocktail that I love doing. I love like flying through all the emotions in one sitting. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, another thing therapy has tremendously helped with is just like, you know, mm-hmm. putting all those into their own category and they have their own time to shine. And as long as I let them have their own time to shine, all my emotions will be in control. <laughs> What a revolutionary concept. Right? Because when you Holy. repress the anger, it turns into sadness. And then you repress the sadness, it turns into crazy manicness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I had, I mean, I've been through this cycle so long that now that, you know, I'm 30, I, I love saying that. Now that I'm, now that I'm 30, <laughs> so sure. I, yeah, I feel like I can, you know, looking forward, I'm like, I've had all the reactions to all the scenarios ever. And I see how people respond to my reactions. I see who gives me respect and who treats me differently after how I've treated them. And honestly, moving forward, positivity is the only way to be. It's just like no brainer. Honestly, I've spent so long being so angry and making, being petty and making, Oh, I'm going to make them feel guilty. I'm going to make them feel this way or that way and Mm -hmm. get back at them. Like, oh my God, just being able to say, like, I'm sorry, it's over, We've, we're done, we're moving on. Mm. It's a, a beautiful thing. It's so nice. I used to get so hung up on stuff for so long as a drinker. Yeah. And now I'm able to just say, oh, that's not a big deal. And then let it go. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Just to let something go that I used to stew on. Yep. Oh, you want to know something I used to do? I used, this is so bad. I used to leave my, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I used to leave myself notes on the mirror to remind myself who I'd gotten a fight with the night when I was drunk. So I could wake up and not be that drunk guy that forgot everything. And I'd be like, oh no, I remember everything. No, I was leaving myself post-it notes, blacked out drunk of who to be mad at and why to be mad at or what to be mad at them for. Oh, Yeah. 
Whoa. <laughs> you want to talk about holding on to every part of it until the end. I held yeah. on to my anger and my resentment as long as I could. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, controlling, controlling Kathy. Party yeah. one. Oh, literally right. I would like literally wake up in the morning and see a post note that was just like, Becky pissed you off so much. You hate <laughs> her now. Like, she's dead to us <laughs> yes yeah, she's dead delete her on facebook <laughs> block that bitch yeah, oh, block <laughs> how petty is that though wow i've not well i mean that's a new one I, yeah i've heard literally wrote myself yeah. wrote myself notes to remind myself who i was pissed at when i was blacked out this episode is sponsored by better help a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right but sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash ASGG. Oh my God, I am so happy you're in therapy now. <laughs> yes! <laughs> for everyone's sake right yeah yeah i mean that is just lovely that is it's too funny it's really funny um speaking of therapy i want to talk about like how you went about finding a therapist i know everyone kind of has like you know their qualms about therapy and everyone's kind of like you know if there's an excuse you'll find it but um how did you go about finding a therapist for yourself so this is going to probably, it may shock you. Um, mm. My therapy is um, actually through an app. No way. And it's called Bloom. I don't know if you've heard of Bloom. I have um, not. I am obsessed. I um, downloaded it on like one of those whims of just like, it showed up on Instagram or something. And I was just like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it, you know, it was a free trial. I'm pretty sure they have a free trial on there. Yeah. And it's, um, it asks, it starts off every session. How are you feeling? What's making you feel that way? And then it caters, you know, your session mm-hmm. to how you're going into it. So if I said, you know, my, my job is stressing me out today, I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, it would give me some options for, um, you know, calming down at work or, you know, different things I could work on in that area. Okay. Um, and then it also, you know, with doing that, it tracks your moods and everything. <laughs> I will say it's funny because the guy, I don't know the guy's name who does it. And I wish I did because I see him every day. Right. <laughs> and um, it, it is um, very personalized in that way, though, that they, it does cater to you and it learns you and it learns your mood habits and, um, Interesting. you know, cater, caters it more to you. And, mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know. Where was I going with that? There wasn't um, one the other day that I had that was like revolutionary. It was all about the power of forgiveness. And that's kind of what we've been talking about too a lot yeah. today. So that's, um, yeah, it was just, it's just very helpful. Um, Therapy is amazing. And it's so affordable. I, for years, opted out of therapy because I couldn't afford it. And right. when now that I'm doing Bloom and I'm like, okay, this is like $15 a month. And uh, um, that's even one of my, yeah, exactly. One of my friends that goes to therapy and he pays $100 a session. He sat in with one of my sessions and he was like, um, I just figured out more stuff with your session than I've ever felt with my sessions. So and I was like, okay, well, see, wow. different, different things work for different people. But yeah. I was definitely under that impression that a lot of people are under the impression that therapy is only attainable to people that can afford it. And it's for rich people and, you know, yeah. people that have health insurance and, you know, I'm none of those things. So if I could do it, anyone can get therapy because I, you know, I don't, I'm not rich. I'm not, you know, yeah. you know it's, it's very inexpensive for me to do it. And it's saved me so much in my brain, you know, Absolutely. so worth $15 a month. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's like a Netflix subscri- subscription. Exactly. And I'm not, I'm not like sponsored by them at all, but dang, I should be. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> should be. <laughs> that is so cool. You make me want to check it out. I love yeah, that. I, I love you definitely have to, it's even, I mean, they definitely have a free trial on there. You definitely have to try it. It's very, very comforting and comfortable if that makes sense as well. Yeah. So is it all just by like text or is there like, do you like talk to a person? It's um, so it's a video session, but it's one way. Oh, so it's pre-recorded, okay. pre-recorded video sessions on their part. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I see my therapist every day, but he doesn't see me. <laughs> oh, gotcha. 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 Okay. Right. And they, they're constantly updating it. So there's always like, you know, new and improved ways. Cause like the other day I kept getting, stuff for people in a relationship and I, uh, you know, look through the settings and you can click, I'm single, I'm happy about it. Or like, yeah. I'm single, I'm unsure about it. And then I noticed I stopped getting all the ones where it was like, how to tell your partner you're sad or how to, and I, cause that was a little weird for me. I was like, I don't have a partner and it keeps yeah. telling me all these things. But yeah, it was right in the settings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was just in the settings and I was just like, oh, I put it on single and now it's like, you know, way more catered to the single guy that I am. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Every day. I don't miss the day with that now. Honestly, it's, I look forward to getting out of bed to do therapy. I love that. So it's like a part of your daily routine. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I usually will. Okay. So that the app has like ambient music. So I'll usually like open the app up, like when I'm brushing my teeth so I can just like start with the ambient music mm-hmm. in the background, I guess. And then yeah. Um, I'll listen to that while I shower. And then as soon as I get out of the shower, I do my therapy and it's just, it's, it's my favorite routine now, honestly. That is so cool. I love that. Are you typically like, are you like a routine kind of person? Like, do you feel like you need a schedule like to, to follow? When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. 
Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. I was not into routines until sobriety, honestly. Before that, I was always yeah. very anti-routine, um, and I always prided myself on my spontaneity. How was that word? Spont- <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yep. Spontaneity. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, always, I always prided myself on that, and I thought it was you know, admirable, which it is. And I still have some of those elements to, my, to me left. I still mm-hmm. have some spontaneousness in me. But I will say toning it down a little bit and planning a little bit and just getting myself on a sleep schedule that was normal for myself. Not saying I go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. No, I go to bed around 1 a.m. and I wake up around 9 a.m. every day. And that's like my set normalcy for myself. And it works for me and I'm here for it. (laughs) I love that. And I have to agree. Yeah, people will try to make you think that you have to, you know, be asleep by 8 8 p.m. and awake by 4 a.m. and to be happy. And I'm like, no, I found what works for me as long as it's consistent. For so long, I thought I could be the oddball out and it was going to work, but it just wasn't working. You know, sleeping until 2 one day and then waking up at 7 a.m. the next day. And it was just caused all this mania and just inconsistent moods. And I've just learned that if I can start my day on the same foot around the same time every day, it's just such a breath of fresh air. And it just reduces so much of the anxiety that we put on ourselves for no reason. Absolutely. I cannot agree with you more. Yeah. I was the exact same way. I'm like, yeah, rebelling against like routine and, and schedules and time. And I have to be where by what time Ugh, I'm going to be five. Yes. <laughs> yes. But when you put yourself on a little bit of a schedule, sometimes it's not bad. As long as, yeah, here we are with that control word. But as long as you're the one in control of it, it's like, you know, you can't get mad at anyone else. But I used to do the thing where I would sleep until like noon when I had to go to work at one o'clock and then I'd be rushing. And it just started my day on the wrong foot. And I'm, this is talking about in sobriety too. You know, it's not even just, you know, from before. This was just, you know, things that carried on into it where it was just, stale habits that you know I've been correcting here and there yep definitely and that's it's been a lot of that lately I'm sure you know about it where I am because I'm you know in the after the one year and couple month mark it's just yeah there's a lot of just there's a lot of just like clutter and just stuff that old habits old ways that I'm just they're expired and their time their time's done and I'm finding my way to usher them out you know absolutely it's like updating an app Yes. You know, like, oh, like a I banking app. Like, you know how like banking apps, like you literally can't even log in to the app unless you like update it. Yes. I feel like that's, you know, what, what kind of happens in sobriety. Like once you, yes, you get over like the pink cloud, everything's lovey-dovey, 
uh, honeymoon stage is like, you know, winding down. Uh, right. You got to update the app. Like this is a yeah, once, time. Once that version three hits, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the real work starts. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> but you have the capacity to deal and navigate through that. Yeah. And I will say it doesn't come easy. And it, there is, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's plenty of times in my sobriety where I have to sit down with myself and say, you're okay. You're going to make it through this panic attack or anxiety attack or whatever you're feeling right now. You're going to be okay. And you're alive. And there's so much with grounding that's helped me out with that stuff too. There's because once we get in that headspace and where you feel like there's no turning back, I know you know what I'm talking about, where you Mm -hmm. feel like you're about to like, your brain's going to explode. Your vision starts blurring. You know, you're just like, I'm about to lose it. I know I'm about, I'm about to like pop like a, like a uh, cartoon back in the day where their ears pop out and the steam comes out like (laughs) you know that's like you think that's gonna happen and then you know but you know in sobriety once you're on the other side and you see all those different reactions you've had in the past like I said earlier like I've had every reaction to every scenario at this point so I see which ones work and which ones don't and the outcomes of all those different reactions and how they affect all the people around me my sobriety isn't just about me my sobriety has been so much about bettering the lives of the people around me because they have to deal with me. For sure. You know what I mean? Unless you're like a total recluse, like, right. And I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've, I'm always like, I have to be out there and talking to someone and with people and, Mm -hmm. what do I do? I decide to get sober in a pandemic, which is like the opposite (laughs) of all of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, So Dylan, tell me about the podcast. How did that come to be? That was a labor of Miss Quarantina. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was so funny enough. I had bought all this like studio equipment because it was a drunk purchase one night when I was like, I'm going to be a pop star. And I bought the recording equipment, the, the headset, the, you know, the microphones, all that stuff. I yep. bought all of it. And then it sat in a closet for a very long time um, until quarantine when I was like, Oh, I have like all this stuff to record. Like, why don't I start up something? And um, I talked to my friend Aubrey, my co-host, and mm-hmm. I, you know, because he was a big influence for me. He had been sober uh, a year when I met, uh, I'm sorry, he has a year of sobriety on me. I, I don't know how, didn't know how to word that. <laughs> and uh, so he's always just been such a major influence to me. So I asked him, I was like, hey, would you be wanting to like talk about it for just like 30 minutes, like every couple weeks? <laughs> yeah. And he was totally down. He's been so awesome. I'm so grateful for Aubrey. Um, he's totally cool about everything every topic he's totally down for the ride and uh, yeah he's it's just been great we just get to talk about whatever we want to talk about we have complete control of the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) we are starting our merch um, in the spring our merch will be releasing which is super exciting for us so um this is really fun we just started doing a video um version of the show so you can watch the episodes Ooh. live now as you listen which is so fun 
Okay. Um, and where is that? Like on YouTube or something? Yeah. So we do it now on YouTube. You could just go to the sobergay.com and then mm-hmm. click on watch and then it will link us to wherever platform I'm using. Cause I didn't want to like put it right on YouTube. Cause I didn't know. I, didn't, I don't know. Like, you know how life changes and mm-hmm. technology changes. I was like, I just know I'm going to make this big stink about releasing a YouTube and this new app's going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to put it on a watch tab on the website. <laughs> perfect but yeah that's super fun for us because I mean back when I was an alcoholic well back when I was a drinker I um I tried to do the YouTube thing and it was literally like get drunk with me or like follow me around while I get drunk and like I had a whole YouTube channel that I had to private all the videos because they're so cringy of literally just me getting wasted and trying to make funny content out of it yeah so (laughs) it's like it's it's cool now to bring the podcast to YouTube just because, or a video format, just because it's like, I can yeah. live out those without being so destructive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it yeah, funny they, just to watch, you know, watch our former selves be like, Oh, it's so oh, bad. I'm well. such a, I was such a Snapchatter during when I was drunk. I was such yeah. like a, always documenting everything. So yeah, I definitely am reminded daily with, you know, things like Snapchat memories and Facebook memories. I'm just like, I wish they'd stop, honestly. Oh, yeah. Those need to, like, peace out. There needs to be real. a tab for sober people with those. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you don't get the same memories. We catered your memories a little bit. I mean, I guess they're kind of, in a way, doing us, like, a bit of a favor. It's like, hey, girl, remember when you thought this was cute? Yes. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Yeah, you're right there because it definitely keeps me on track. Sometimes I'll see a memory and be like, oh, I remember that day. Well, like, what a sad day. But I thought I was having so much fun. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. So many times you thought you were having fun. I look back at those memories now and I'm like, wow, I was so anxious at that time. I remember wanting another shot so bad to try and cure my anxiousness. But I look so happy in the picture. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's just so funny to look back at those now. And, you know, now that you got both sides of the story. I can look at those pictures and totally reframe it in my head. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is what is your social media like weapon of choice now? I love Instagram. It's so like positive. Yeah. I've I've yet to have. I say yet. I've yet to have any bad experiences really with Instagram. Um, Twitter was kind of scary for a minute when I was doing <laughs> the. <laughs> the YouTube thing, I started getting a little like popularity and then the Twitter thing happened and I was like, oh, Twitter's scary. So I stopped Twitter. Yeah, I feel like Twitter is just like a- every angry person just goes there to rant. Yeah, and it's so, I don't understand the difference in platforms, how it's like the same people on all these platforms, but they, they act so differently depending on which one they're on. <laughs> like, well, I mean, maybe they're just like feeding different parts of our personalities. Oh uh, yeah, you're you're right. See, you're so smart. You look at all the all the different sides of the perspectives and things. It's <laughs> I'm over here like they suck. Yeah, you suck, <laughs> bitch. I know what you said on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what you said about me. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny, Dylan. Where can people listen to the Sober Gay podcast? Oh, well, you can find us, um, we'll see, online, thesobergay.com. We have all of our, you know, links where you can find us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Just search The Sober Gay. Um, and then on Instagram, we're The Sober Gay Podcast. 
Amazing. And stay tuned for that for, for the merch to drop too. Yes. I'm hand making all the merch. We're doing it all in house. Cause I, cause I love what control. (laughs) 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 Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. I love that. Oh my God. Thank you so much. We'll we'll know that um, it's going to be fantastic. If you're leading the ship, captain of the ship. You're amazing. You're so funny. Oh, Dylan, uh, can you give anyone out there listening to this one piece of advice if they're just starting their sober journey or, you know, kind of working through it? What's one piece of advice you would give to someone listening right now? The best piece of advice I can give with anyone in sobriety is take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. And I mean that in the way of obviously don't drink, but right don't beat yourself up when you have human emotions because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we're all humans and we all have emotions and it's okay to just let it out in a respectable way. Totally. Do you cry? Do you cry more now? Um, it's funny. Yeah, I do honestly. And I like it. I don't, I used to be afraid to cry or I would do the thing where I start crying. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm going to stop. Yeah. And now I, if I'm Choke talking, like back. everyone buckle up and here comes the whale. Like, <laughs> like, Get your life jackets on. Yeah, no, I love letting it out now. It's so weird. I'll just like burst down the tears in the shower now. And then afterward be like, Whew, I feel good. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. It's like so freeing. It is freeing. It's okay to cry. It's okay. Like I said, as long as you're respectful to the people around you and how you're handling your emotions, yeah. to let it out, you know? Yeah. We're all human and this, this life ain't easy. No. God, so, no. you know, don't take it too serious. And we, you know, cause no one makes out alive, even though that's so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> but true. Yet true. But yeah. True. <laughs> Oh, Dylan, thank you so much for, for joining me and sharing your thoughts, your wisdom and perspective. I really, really appreciate it. It has been such an honor. And thank you for everything you do for the community, too. You are such a beaming light. How sweet is Dylan? And not because he called me a beaming light. I mean, why are compliments so hard to take? Am I right? <laughs> As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your comments. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com where we keep you lock, stock, and loaded. We have everything you need on your sober journey from workbooks, challenges, to even sober girl swag. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you.